Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. It's Monday, January 25th, 2021. Feel good Monday. Hope you're enjoying your day back at work, your your day back at school, back on Zoom, back on whatever it is you do on Mondays. Hope you're enjoying it. I've just experienced one of the many hiccups that I've heard in people when they record podcasts. Um, one, either they either hit the forget to hit record when they record their podcast or two, they get bad audio requiring them to record another podcast. So unlucky me, I filmed a beautiful 19 and a half minute podcast. It was flawless, probably the best episode I ever recorded, uh, upon uploading, publishing it and listening to it. There was just an obnoxious, um, static and there was no way I was going to subject you guys to listen to it. So hopefully none of you guys have found uh, Cali Green Monster Show number six before I could re-record it, get rid of the one that I published. And, uh, you know, so hopefully I'll, I'll make a note in this title that this is the one to listen to. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this as long or have the content or make it as juicy as the first one. Because I feel like sometimes it's just never as good as your first time. Uh, but we'll see what we can do here. Um, one of the things that from this Monday that I've had to experience as as someone who's new to kind of trying to make a persona on the internet and have a Twitter following and just having a Twitter presence is that uh, when you go online and you're making really bombastic claims that Conor McGregor is going to kick Dustin Poirier's ass, telling people to that they're going to waste their money by putting money on Dustin Poirier that uh, the Twitter world sometimes, uh, they get bitter and they want to come out and let you know how fucking stupid you are. So I've been taking an L on Twitter for the past couple of days by uh, going all in on Conor McGregor. Um, there was someone that called me a, a cuck bitch, quote unquote. And I was like, whoa, that seems a, a little bit unnecessary. But, you know, hey, I can respect it because apparently I am for giving out bad UFC picks. But let's move on. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but before, I just want to kind of reflect again on the NFC and AFC championship games, Um, because when I recorded both on Saturday night after the UFC and then on Sunday after the football games, I record right after these things happen, so I really don't have much time to marinate in what happened. I give you my first thoughts, uh, my first opinions, and uh, like I said, when I record these things, they just kind of off the cuff and I'm not going to edit it because it's just a microphone plugged into my phone and I really, you know, it's just kind of a, let's just, let's just see how it lays. So, um, I just, the only thing that I really wanted to point out with those games is that I feel like it's the conservative play calling that really, really hurt both the Packers and Buffalo. I'm not going to get too much into it, but we know Buffalo, they were playing the Chiefs, a team that is basically the NFL version of the Golden State Warriors that had Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and Klay Thompson. Um, you can be playing this team perfectly, but they can score points on you like nothing. And so, like, that being said, you, you need to leave your kicker at home. Buffalo was kicking way too much when they should have been going for it. Um, their very first drive, there was a fourth and one. 
and they went for it. And then, you know, they got points out of that drive. And that's what you need to be doing against the Chiefs. Um, if there was ever a time for the Chiefs to be beatable, it was going to be the week that, you know, they were coming nine straight, not being able to cover the spread. He had a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes that, you know, was in the concussion protocol all week long. And he had turf toe. Um, but if you if you would never have told me that Patrick Mahomes was injured, I've ne- you would never thought. He was just on another level. He was making plays. It was literally unfair. Um, and the thing is, if you're going to play conservative play calling against the Chiefs or a team like that with an explosive offense like that, you got no fucking chance. Even the number two team in AFC. Honestly, the Chiefs are so far ahead of everybody that you know you're, you literally need to go into that game think um, you know with the expectation like, hey, I got to put up 40 points because the Chiefs they've got the best quarterback. They've got the best, most dangerous wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. They've got Travis Kelsey. And shit, they've even got an effective run game when they're, when Daryl Williams gets rolling. And, you know, not even with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, their, their big uh, rookie running back. But, uh, you know, and then with the Packers, I think their conservative play calling um, probably affected the game more than you with Buffalo. Because at least with Buffalo, you can almost take solace in that, like, hey, the Chiefs are just so damn good. And, like, you almost need the Chiefs to play horrible for them to lose. Um, whereas the Packers, you know, you look at, you know, I think, like I said, I think one of the biggest things that everyone keeps talking about is uh, the fourth and eight that Lafleur decided to kick it and make it a five point game rather than letting his MVP quarterback go for the tie. Um, I understand that Lafleur trusted his defense to make a make a stop and get the ball back, and you know, if that pass interference doesn't get called, um, you know the Packers do probably get the ball back and Aaron Rodgers wins the game, but that just wasn't the case. So, you know, you're going to have to look back at that play and be like, Hey, it's the playoffs. You know, you, you're going to have to, you know, risk it, no biscuit, you know, like when you look at, for example, the Buccaneers at the end of the first half, they could have tried to do a quick out route and try to kick a field goal. Nope. Not Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. They just went deep, went for a TD and, uh, you know, that was kind of in the playoffs. That's what you need to be doing. You know, like there's a time to be conservative. And I just don't think it is when uh, you're playing against high powered offenses with really great quarterbacks. So, you know, <clears throat> one of the big things I think was like kind of like the main story that a lot of people were talking about was Aaron Rodgers and what his future looks like with Green Bay. Um, I, if you would have told me that before the game, I would have thought that was crazy, you know, just because I felt like, just with this year, um, Aaron Rodgers kind of established that, you know, he's the man. If anything, I feel like Jordan Love, the the quarterback that they drafted in 2020 as the presumed replacement of Aaron Rodgers, if anything, I felt like this season he was probably sitting there with his head in his hands like, well, fuck, I guess I'm not going to play football for the next four years because Aaron Rodgers looks like a stud. But it's crazy how, like, you know, a couple bad play calls, uh, you know, a bounce of the ball here or there, all of a sudden now – the Packers have a big question mark on what they're going to do with, uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and just as their team in a, um, moving forward, you know, because I think Aaron Rodgers, it's probably frustrating for him. You know, when you look at, you know, he's playing the Buccaneers on Sunday and you look across the field and you're seeing an organization with the Buccaneers that, you know, they went and got Tom Brady and they sold out for him. They, you know, they bring in his buddy Gronk, they trade for him. They bring in Antonio Brown. They do everything for Tom Brady. They tailor made it. They're even mentioning how Tom Brady is, uh, you know, basically coaching the offense and they're just letting him do his thing. And, you know, when Aaron Rodgers sees that, it's like he's getting to the end of his career. He's 
someone that's in the GOAT conversation. He's someone that the game moves so slow that I, you know, I don't even know why Aaron Rodgers would even have a quarterback coach. Aaron Rodgers should probably be the offensive coordinator, honestly, because it's like who really knows offensive football probably better than this guy, especially at this point, at this point in his career. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me a little, you know, the situation, you know, you look, you go a couple years back when Tom was still at New England, they were, you know, he was buddies with Peyton Manning, you know, they developed a friendship, you know, over the years of playing each other. I think there was just the respect there that they built for each other. And, you know, with Peyton Manning was known for at both the Colts and the Broncos that he would be, he was running the show there. You know, if there's someone that he didn't like, they weren't there for very long. You know, Peyton Manning, you know, when you used to play Madden, he was probably the most annoying quarterback to play against because every single play, he's checking it, he's changing everything. at the, You know, so he was basically running that offense, running that show. And I think that was one of the things that, you know, Tom Brady, that, you know, he envied that. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, his relationship with Belichick got old towards the end is because I think he wanted that freedom to, uh, you know, to be able to make decisions and, make play calls and have influence on who they sign and who people bring in and, or who the team brings in. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I think that this is just kind of all like narrative driven. I think that people are just speculating this, you know, cause it's a, it's a good story. I know he said, you know, he, he had some ambiguous, you know, some quotes, you know, it's like stuff like his future's out of his control or his future's a beautiful mystery or that a lot of guys' futures are uncertain, including myself, you know. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, I don't see Green Bay moving Aaron Rodgers. He's still under contract for a few more years. Their team would just be complete dog crap if they decided to go Jordan Love instead of, of Aaron Rodgers, you know. But the thing is, they're going to have to, you know, kind of com- like recommit to this guy. Because I know that he's, you know, he's, he's only 37, but this is a guy – you know, last week when I was making my top 10 quarterback list of, of quarterbacks, I would still build a franchise around. And even though Aaron Rodgers is a good, like, decade plus older than most of the quarterbacks on that list, this guy's still a stud. He can still fling it. He can still get everything done, dude. Um, just imagine him with a little bit more weapons. Cause, I mean, sure, he's got Devontae Adams, um, who's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. You could maybe say Julio Jones. You can maybe say Tyreek Hill. Um, but, I mean... Up until this game, everyone was talking about Devontae Adams being the best wide receiver in the game, just with his route running and just what he's been doing with Aaron Rodgers this year. Um, but, I mean, the rest of his offense, I mean, MBS, sure, he's really fucking fast, but I feel like he's, if anything, he's more he's more known for being a guy that drops a lot of passes and Aaron Rodgers getting dirty looks, um, as opposed to him being just a fast, really good wide receiver. Lazard's all right. But, you know, I think that, you know, if the Packers want to do some good favor towards Aaron Rodgers, they go out, they look for someone who's in search of a new home or that could use a change of surroundings. Um, You know, for example, like the Lions, you know, they they want Matt Stafford to leave Detroit so you can have a chance to go and win a Super Bowl. When I'm trying to think of wide receiver in a situation like that, I think of Julio Jones in Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's going to be winning any Super Bowls. Julio Jones is a beloved player with that fan base. And I, I, my mouth salivates at the idea of Devontae Adams on one side, Julio Jones on the other, and Aaron Rodgers being able to work. I don't know. If the Packers can make that happen, I think you're going to have a happy, happy Aaron Rodgers, you know. 
Um, you know, people speculating Indianapolis doesn't have a quarterback now with Phillip Rivers retired. There's no one on the roster. Um, they've got a really good offensive line. They've got some good weapons. Um, he's buddies with Pat McAfee, who's based out of Indianapolis and is an old Indianapolis Colt. Um, so that could be an interesting landing spot. Some people are speculating San Francisco 49ers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is from the Bay Area, um, so that could be something. Um, but, you know, as a Patriots fan, one of the things I speculate is, you know, because people always talk about, man, if Aaron Rodgers had Bill Belichick as quarterback this whole time, you know, he could have been throwing for 7,000 yards a, a year and have 10 Super Bowls. Can you imagine if Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick found a way to get Aaron Rodgers to New England? I mean, I think the rest of the NFL would be fucking pissed to to do, and I, I think that's a completely long shot that's not going to happen, but, you know, as a Patriots fan, uh, you know, you can only dream. Um, yeah, so I think, um, you know, I have a few more things that I guess I could talk about. I talked about it earlier, but like I said, I've recorded one of these, you know, about a half hour ago in bad quality, and, you know, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to cut it a little early. We can talk more about what McGregor wants to do later in the week. There's still a lot of time. And, uh, yeah, still got a little less than two weeks of the Super Bowl. I'm excited for it. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, the podcast is now on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, subscribe, download there, leave a rating. And, uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you very much. Peace.